This is the Holy Scripture according to Acts, the second chapter. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. And then everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. So I see we have a couple recent graduates here today. Congratulations, Catherine, Sarah, anyone else that I'm forgetting. And it's really a bummer that you're here because you know what the sermon is today? It's school. So everybody put on your thinking caps. Here comes three lessons, four homework assignments. You guys ready? Of course you are. Of course you are. Okay, so it's Pentecost, right? You probably picked up on that by now. So if it's the festival of Pentecost, then we better talk about what Pentecost is and how it fits into our church calendar. And if we're going to talk about what Pentecost is and how it fits into our church calendar, then obviously we're going to have to talk about the Holy Spirit, who's the main character of this day. And if we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, then of course we're going to have to talk about the Trinity and how the Holy Spirit fits in with who God is. So those are the three lessons, church calendar, Trinity, Holy Spirit, or a physics lesson, a music lesson, and a lesson in hide-and-go-seek. You ready? Oh, excellent. Okay, so let's start with Pentecost and the church calendar. So you know that the church has its own calendar, right? and its own Christian year, and it's marked by seasons, and the transitions between seasons are marked by festivals. So who knows what the two biggest festivals are in the Christian year? First one's in December. Involves a baby. Christmas! Oh, man, you guys are great. You're on top of it. Christmas. Okay, and what's the other biggest one? Easter. You guys are too good. So the whole Christian year revolves around these two big climactic days, Christmas and Easter, and so the way it's structured is each of those has a season of preparation leading up to the day and then a season of celebration after the day. So let's start with Christmas. What's the season of preparation that leads us in to Christmas? Advent. Advent. Gold star for you guys, okay? And then we have the Christmas day, and then we actually have a whole season of Christmas afterwards, a couple weeks long. Now, what's the season of preparation that leads into Easter? Lent. And then we have Holy Week and the day of Easter. And then afterwards, we have a whole season of Easter, Easter tide, to continue the celebration. So those are the two big mountains, right? Advent and Christmas, Lent and Easter. But what about between those? What are the two periods of time that connect them? What do we call this? So we're getting harder as we go along. What do we call the time that stretches from the end of Christmas to the beginning of Lent? It starts with an E, epiphany, yes. We call it epiphany because it's a season of epiphanies, of discoveries. Now that Jesus is born, we spend that season learning who is Jesus and what does he mean to us. 
Okay, and what about the season that stretches between the end of Easter all the way until Advent and the start of the next year? It's actually got a really great name in church world. You know what we call that season? We call it ordinary time. Because that's just like, that's just what it is. It's just, it's just ordinary. So if the season of Epiphany is the time to learn about who Jesus is and what he means to us, then Epiphany is this time to learn about who we are and what does it mean to live as people of faith. And here's the cool thing about that whole Christian year. If you zoom way, way, way out and you look at the year as a whole, right, and as a circle, the Christian year is divided almost exactly in half. We have about six months of those special holy seasons, right? Advent and Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, and then we have about six months of ordinary time. So here comes the physics lesson, okay? For every action, there is an... Equal and opposite reaction. So think about like a pendulum swinging back and forth, or think about the arc of a fly ball going up and down, or think about a pair of lungs, right? Breathing in and breathing out. And that's the rhythm of the Christian year, breathing in and breathing out. You have time to learn about who God is, and then you have time to learn about who we are. You have times of holy days and celebration, and then you have time of the ordinary grunt work of growing in your faith. Breathe in, breathe out. And which is more important, breathing in or breathing out? You need them both, right? You need them both. So now, for a bonus point and a gold star, who can tell me where the Festival of Pentecost fits in to that whole Christian year cycle? Where are we today? We are at the very end of the season of Easter and the very beginning of that long six-month stretch of ordinary time. It's the transition point. It's this day. Because if you remember how the story goes, right? So Jesus is born. He lives. He does his ministry. He dies. He rises. And then he hangs around for a while, giving some final directions to all of us. And then he ascends up to God, and he says, now I'm really, really gone. But as he does that, he hands the baton to us and says, carry on my work. Carry on the work of forgiving people and healing people and loving people and setting people free. Carry on my work. Now, to make that possible, to make it possible for like ordinary, imperfect humans like you and me to do this incredible work of God, Jesus gives us this gift of the Holy Spirit, the power that makes it possible for us to do God's work in the world. Okay, that's lesson one. You guys ready for lesson two? Because if we're going to talk about Pentecost, we're going to have to talk about the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, we've got to talk about the Trinity. So, the Trinity, it's this, it's a central part of our Christian faith, but it's also kind of an obscure one, right? And it's this idea that though we worship God, one God, God has three different is made up of three different entities, right? Can you name them? The Creator, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit, okay? And that they are both, at the same time, both three and one. Now, how can you be three things and one thing at the same time? Theologians and scholars have tied themselves into knots over how this is possible for years, trying to work out formulas and definitions and whatever. Totally unnecessary. 
The idea of the Trinity is just to help us get at this idea that our God is way too big to be reduced down to any one name, one role, one identity. That's all it is. So actually, I'm curious. God creator, Jesus, our Savior, Holy Spirit, this mysterious power, of the three, which do you feel, which is most important to your faith, personally, as a Christian? Like, which, which do you feel closest to or most connected to? Or if you're praying, who are you, who are you picturing that you're praying to of those three? We're going to take a handful. So you can think for a moment. Okay, raise your hand if you feel closest to God of the three. Is that like maybe, maybe a third, maybe a quarter? All right, okay, raise your hand if you feel closest to Jesus of the three. Oh, that looks like more than half to me. And raise your hand if you feel closest to the Holy Spirit. A few, just a few. Okay, that's really interesting. Well, think about this. Stacy, are you in the room? Stacy, are you willing to come up here and play, play a note for us? Are you willing to come up and play? Just play, just play like a uh, C, middle C. Awesome. I forgot to warn you you were going to be in the sermon. I'll pay you later. So I want you to hear as Stacy plays this note, listen to what the sound, listen to what it sounds like to hear this one note being played. Okay. And now, Stacy, I wonder if you could play a C chord for us. And I want you to hear what this sounds like. So think of a chord, one sound made up of many notes. And the sound is deeper and richer because it has multiple parts. Thank you, Stacy. Very well done. Very well done, indeed. Okay, are you ready for your third lesson? Okay, what is the Holy Spirit? How does it work? There are at least a million ways you could answer that question, and every single one of them would be incomplete. Every single one. Because there is a lot that is mystery about the Holy Spirit, and I think that's a good thing. But the way that makes most sense to me to think about it is to think about the Holy Spirit as the breath or the life force of God. Because we live in this three-dimensional world, right? And we worship a God who is so much bigger than three dimensions. But still, somehow, this God who was way too big to be reduced down to three dimensions still has a way to be active and alive and making things happen in our three-dimensional world. How does that happen? It's through the Holy Spirit. So that's a bunch of really abstract ideas. But basically, think of this. Think of, um, think of times when something happens and you see it and you're like, oh, that was God. That was a total God thing. So maybe it's when someone, like, someone somehow finds just the right words that are exactly what you needed to hear right then. Or maybe the phone rings at exactly the right time. Or you see like really unlikely combinations of people coming together and making something happen that helps people around them. Or I don't know, whatever it is for you that feels like that is a sign of God. Like for me often it's, do you ever, are you ever praying and you just suddenly feel just peace wash over you from who knows where? Or you're about to do something really scary and you suddenly feel this strength or this courage come welling up from somewhere inside you. That's the Holy Spirit. 
That's God making that happen. God's fingerprints are all over this world. They are everywhere. And so think of like, have you ever played hide and go seek with a really little kid? And you know how, so you close your eyes and you start counting and they run off and hide and you open your eyes and what? They're like, (laughs) they're right in front of you. You could totally see them crouching down. They are hiding right in plain sight, just waiting to be seen. So that's God. All over this world, hiding in plain sight, just waiting to be seen. And the Holy Spirit is the power through which that happens. And I think the Holy Spirit is so so nebulous, so mysterious, that that's why it's maybe the hardest for us to, to picture or feel connected to or interact with. And really, honestly, Scripture struggles with that same problem. And so you look at our reading today, and it does give us two images, right, for helping to picture what this force looks like. Do you remember what the two are? Fire and wind. And even this scripture passage acknowledges that neither of those is quite right. It says flames as if of fire and a roaring, rushing like a giant wind. So it's it's not quite capturing it, but it's close. So those are two images you can hang on to. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Those are your three lessons. Are you ready for your homework? Of course you are. Wonderful. So here's your four homework assignments. Pentecost, third biggest day in the church year, but really the only big church festival that has not been like totally co-opted by mainstream culture, right? Christmas, you've got shopping and Santa and presents. Easter, you've got the Easter bunny and egg hunts and chocolate. I just want to go on record saying I love all of those things. I think they totally can be part of a faithful life. But Pentecost doesn't have anything like that, right? There's no roadmap on how we celebrate this holy day. So here's four homework assignments, ways for us to write our own roadmap of what it might look like to celebrate the Holy Spirit. All right, here's assignment number one. Go listen to some music. doesn't have to be church music, any music, live, recorded, whatever. And as you listen... Hear how all of those different notes come together to make one beautiful sound. And listen to the depth that comes from all of those different notes joined together. And let that be a reminder to you of the depth of our God. And let that be a reminder to you of the depth that our faith adds to our life. Assignment two, go find some fire. It can be a big fire. It can be lighting a candle. But when you do, look into that flame and let that flame remind you of the flame of God's spirit that is burning in you all the time. Okay, assignment three, got to go find some wind. Go out by the lake, outside on the road, anywhere. And as that, you feel that wind blow over your face, a force that you can't see, but you can feel the effects of its presence. Let that remind you of how present God's spirit is on you, touching you, touching this world. Okay? Assignment four. You ready? We're going to do it right now. Take a moment and just pay attention to your breath. Breathing in and breathing out. And as you breathe, think about those rhythms of the church year. Learning about God and learning about us being filled and pouring ourselves out. And as you breathe, just think to yourself, 
Breathing in God's spirit, breathing out God's love. Breathing in God's spirit, breathing out God's love. So, well done. You were great students. May we breathe in God's spirit. May we breathe out God's love. Amen.